Welcome to Lifehouse Church Online. To know more about our senior pastors, head to the Lifehouse website. We hope you enjoy the service. Friday was my birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you to all those who sent me a message, Facebook, text, phone call. It was great. To those who didn't, you probably didn't last year either, and at least you're consistent. But Friday was my birthday, and, and Thursday night, my wife Carla said, hey, in Jesus' name, be healed. Thursday night, Carla said, what do you want to do for your birthday, Matt? What do you want to do? I said, you know what, Carla, has been a big start to the year. just want to chill. just want to relax. Yeah. Friday, my girls started gymnastics class, so I thought, we'll just cruise in the morning. 10.30, we'll take them to gymnastics. We might go out for lunch. And then I just want to sit on the couch and watch some NBA. Then we'll go out for a nice dinner. And then that's my birthday. So 8.30, I'm in my bed with my girls. We're watching Frozen 2. Anyone watch Frozen 2? It's amazing. Sitting there watching Frozen 2, my phone's buzzing. Happy birthday. We love you. You're such a great man. Family ringing, whatever. Then my phone buzzes. Richard Kabakian. And I'm thinking, man, how good's this? How good's this guy? 8.30 8.30 in the morning, texting me for my birthday, and I haven't opened it yet, but I'm just thinking, man, he's, he's such a lovely pastor. And I open it up, and three words pop up. And I'll just give a little bit of context, okay? I was scheduled to preach in a couple of weeks' time. In two weeks' time, I was scheduled to preach, okay? And I'm not the kind of guy who leaves his homework to the last minute, but I'm not the guy who has it done two weeks out, Okay? <laughs> So I open this message and it's three words. Anyone want to guess? Not happy birthday. (laughs) Message ready, bro. (laughs) Gee whiz. So me thinking it's half a gag. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Sweet. You're up. Cheers. Okay, so here we are. So if you invited your friend this morning to hear Richard Kabakian speak... I'm sorry, I'm not him. But you know what? When I was in school and you're waiting for the teacher to come and a sub-teacher rocks up, there's always that element of surprise. There's, there's all, uh, always that element of, hey, we can muck up a little bit. We can get a little bit rowdy. So if anyone bought a beach ball, get it going. Someone wants to get a, a cup snake at the back. Hey, we're not going to throw you out for doing that. But um, thank you for having me, I guess, this morning and, and we'll see how it goes. Did I mention my wife's away this weekend on a hen's weekend? And I've got twin four-year-olds. So right now, I'm running on absolute adrenaline. Okay, and I reckon I've got about half an hour left in the tank. Okay? But if for any reason I've misread the gauge, and in 20 minutes I just drop, I nominate Jamie Flett to take over. Okay, so if Jamie's uh, up here and has to take over, please love him as well. Can we just pray real quick? Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, God, that it's true and it's faithful and it's consistent. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, right now, as I speak, that you just use me as a vessel to touch the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can you turn to the person next to you and say, we've got a substitute teacher today? Has anyone ever run Crime Stoppers? going to say snitches. 
Now, let's, uh, let's straighten up a bit. Let's straighten up a bit. All right. I want to ask you a question. Do you think the world is frustrated right now? Feel free to answer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go a little bit further. Do you feel like maybe the church is a little bit frustrated right now? Yeah? Yeah? yeah. And can I get a show of hands? And I'll put my hand up too because I don't think I'm, you know, better than anybody in this room. But is there anyone who's felt a little bit frustrated at some point in the last two years, in the last little bit? You know, anyone at all? Yeah? Okay, pretty much everyone in the room. I found myself there. I found myself frustrated. The church is frustrated. The world is frustrated. And what I like to do when I find myself in, self in situations like that is ask myself, why? Why am I so frustrated? Why is the church frustrated? Why is the world frustrated? And where I landed was the world is frustrated because there's a lack of consistency. A lack of consistency. I mean, things are constantly changing. Our living situation, can I come out of my house, can I not? Can I go 5Ks, 20Ks, 15Ks, can I go to this state, can I go to that state? Our schools are changing. Can my kids go, do they have to stare at a screen? Okay, these classes can go on this day, this class can go on that day. It's constantly changing, there's no consistency. Work situations, work from home, go to the office, three days a week, two days a week, no, you can't work anymore. Travel situations. Go on a holiday. Can I go on a holiday? Yes, I can go here. I can't go there. If I go there, can I get back? Do I make my booking? What's the COVID cancellation policy? There's no consistency and people are frustrated. The church is frustrated. I'm frustrated. The world is frustrated. And we're frustrated because of this lack of consistency. You know, we actually crave consistency as humans. And it starts in the womb. It starts before we even make it out and take our first breath. It starts in the womb. We need consistent nutrients. We need consistent oxygen. We need consistent blood flow. And the reason that we have constant scans throughout a pregnancy is to make sure that the fetus, that the baby inside, is getting what it needs consistently. And then what happens if um, on the scans it shows that the baby's not getting what it needs? What happens? We get it out of there. We get it out of there. We pull it out because we need to consistently get into this baby what it needs. And then we come into this world, we're born, and we crave consistency. We're little machines that sleep, that snack, and that sh poop. <laughs> we eat, we let it out, and we sleep. That's what we want as babies you've got an angry baby, feed it or let it sleep or clean it snappy and then it should be right. Maybe give it a bit of a burp, tap its back and it'll be right. But as a baby, we crave this consistency. It's inbuilt in us. You know, we've got a lovely lady in this church and I've been stalking your Instagram page lately, Sophie, so forgive me. And there's a giveaway that's happening in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, but she, she's ducked out. Oh, there she is. There's a, I think there's a giveaway, so jump on. But her job is a sleep consultant for babies, Sophie's Dream Babies. And what she does is she helps parents get their babies into a routine so that baby can sleep through the night and that baby's feeling good because baby's craving the routine. 
And you know what happens when baby sleeps through the night? Mum and dad get to sleep through the night, yeah? And then we get the consistency. And then we're happier people, yeah? We're not frustrated. We're not walking around who are worried. And this, this need and this craving for consistency follows us throughout our whole lives. Now, some people take it to extreme levels, like, you know, the socks that say different days of the week. Some people won't wear Thursday on Tuesday. That's not for them. I'm not at that level. I can wear it whenever, okay? As long as they're the same. I can't wear Thursday and Wednesday on Friday. Those people we need to pray for. But generally, people crave consistency, and some people take it to different levels. But if you look, when you go to a restaurant, generally, most people will order maybe the same three or four things every time. The parma, the steak, wedges and chips. Like, I'm passing on the quail terrine, let me tell you. I'm not risking wrecking my meal because I want consistency of what I'm going to get. You know, brands that we buy, we buy runners with a tick on them because we know that they're consistent. We're not going to go for a, a run and our foot go through the sole because the brand is consistent. I work for Toyota. Our family has Toyota dealerships. Dad, I got the plug-in. There's my bonus this month. Thank you. And Toyota build their brand on being reliable. Okay, they might not be the prettiest, but at 250,000 Ks, you can rely on this thing to get you from A to B. That can't be said about a lot of other brands. Men. We don't change barbers too often. And there's a reason that we don't change barbers too often. And can I just get a thumbs up from the screens at the back if those things work? Yep, cool, cool. I played with this recently. I was in Queensland on holiday and I was coming back to work on the weekend and starting work on the Monday and I wouldn't have a chance to get a haircut before starting work. So I went to the barber and asked for a cut. Don't put the picture up yet, please. Okay? Now, generally, can we put the first one up, actually? Because I give exactly the same instructions every time. And when I tell the barber, this is what I want, this is what I get. When you're ready, guys. So there, it's what I'm running now. Just a nice skin fade. Pretty simple. The instructions I gave to my barber, that I give to my constant barber, that I go to every time, I went to a barber in Queensland and asked for the same thing. If we can go to picture number two, please. The exact same instruction, but I messed with the consistency. But you know what? He put the mirror up, and I still gave him the nod. <laughs> and I still swiped my card like a sucker. And you know what? That was me the last three weeks. And I came back from holidays and some of you said, man, you're looking so good. Liars. <laughs> Liars. So I had to make a mad dash on Friday, get the fresh fade. But you see, we need that consistency in our lives. You know, the best friendships are consistent ones. The best friends are those that are constant in our lives. Those that we can rely upon. Those that are always there. You know, you start a new job and you meet someone and you're like, yeah, man, we get along, we like the same things, we're going to be best friends for life. Then all of a sudden, someone leaves the job, you might catch up with them once again and you never hear from them again. They're not consistent friends, they're good for a time. 
But the best friends, the, the friendships that life is built upon, is consistent friends. We got any employers in the room? Anyone employ people? No? We just work for the man. Yeah, come on, don't be shy. Where's the employers in the room? If anyone needs a job, speak to those people. <laughs> but as an employer, if you're getting 8 out of 10 output from your employee four weeks a month, I think you're happy with that. I don't think you're happy with 10 out of 10 one week of the month, then a three, then a five, and then a two. You know, the best employees are consistent ones. We just thrive on consistency and we have this need for consistency. So in my time of frustration over the last little bit, in my time of getting angry, of getting upset, in the last little bit, I had to turn back and ask myself, why? Why am I getting frustrated? And Holy Spirit brought me to the answer of I'm searching for the quench of my thirst for consistency in a world that cannot satisfy it. I'll say that again. I've been searching for the quench of my thirst for consistency in a world that cannot satisfy it. I was away on holidays and I went to, to Glow Church up in, on the Gold Coast. And we walked in and I was having this battle in, in, over the break in, in my own thoughts. And the um, worship leader um, opened the service with this, and we're going to put it up on the screen. It's Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm going to read that again. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, the reason the world is unfulfilled and frustrated today is because it's not looking to be filled in Jesus. And I asked you earlier about the church. Do we think the church is frustrated? Well, let's substitute church in there. Let's turn the heat up a little bit. The reason the church is unfulfilled and frustrated is because it's not looking to be filled by Jesus. And let's turn the heat up a little bit more because it's getting a little bit quieter in here as it comes a little bit closer to home. But I don't care. <laughs> the reason my life may be unfulfilled and frustrated is because I'm not looking for it to be filled by Jesus. You know, we need to be constantly reminded of his faithfulness. We need to be constantly reminded of his goodness, of his steadfastness, of his consistency. Because as the wind comes and as the wave comes, if we're built on the rock, the house will not fall. So let's have a look at the life of Jesus now real quick. Let's have a look at him, because his life was so consistent. He was so consistent in everything that he did. So let's have a look at him. And we're going to go to Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 to 22. That's going to come up on the screen. Well, and I've read this multiple times, so many times, and then I had to keep coming back to the text because I felt like there was something there that I was missing. And I think I found it. Let's read. While walking by the Sea of Galilee... He saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. For they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. 
And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately, they left the boat and their father and followed him. So Jesus is walking along and he sees some fishermen doing their thing, doing their thing, doing their job. And as a fisherman, your net is your life. If something's wrong with your net, there's something wrong in your life. And he walks past Andy, and he walks past Pete, and the the text told us that they're casting their nets. They're fishing. Their, Their life is okay. Everything's in order. And he calls to them and he says, hey, you guys, come and follow me. And then he goes to James and John. And what was going on with their nets? Their nets needed mending. There was something wrong. There was a hole in their nets. Their life was not in order. But such is the consistency of Jesus Christ that he said, hey, if your life's in order, come and follow me. Hey, if your life is not in order, you come and follow me too. Do we see the consistency in this man? Do we see this consistency in our Savior? You know, let's have a look at the people he had around him. Let's have a look at his disciples, okay? You know, he had a guy with a tax problem, Peter, and he had a tax collector in his crew. He did. Peter had a tax problem. Read about it. And Matthew was a tax collector. He had people called zealots. Do you know what zealots were? They were people who wanted to overthrow and kill the government in his group. And he had people who worked for the government in his group. You know, he didn't segregate. He didn't say, okay, you guys come on Thursday, you guys come on Friday, we'll make it work. You know? I've got another one for you, and this one, I wasn't going to go with it, but here we go. He had a prostitute coming and sitting at the same table as his mum. Can we think about that for a second? A prostitute and mum. And they had the same name. And he invited them to the same table. Why? Because he wasn't worried about the past. He wasn't worried about where they had been. He's so consistent that he was just about the future. He was just about, hey, I can take you. I see your soul. I take your life. And I take you on this journey to be with me. And then we go to the end. The end of his ministry. And he's there on the cross and people have betrayed him. And there's only two people left. Bible tells us he looks down and he sees John and he sees his mum. And he says to John, behold your mother, Mary, behold your son. Everyone else had left him. But then three days later, he's back with them all. Back with them all, the people that had left, the people that had deserted. He's back with them all and he forgave every one of them. Every one of them, consistently. Consistently. Every one of them, he said, hey, I'm back, guys. I'm back. And you've got a message to take to the world. You see, I think sometimes we can shortchange Jesus. I think sometimes we can shortchange him. You know, yeah, but he was God. But he was God. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, but he was God. That's why he was so consistent. Or, you know, he had this supernatural ability to just live above it all and be consistent. But no, my Bible tells me he was fully God, but he was fully man. Yeah? And everything that you think and feel, he thought and he felt. You know, there's families that can't get in a room today because of things that were said two decades ago. 
Because he didn't invite my son to this wedding and they said that about us and we heard that they said that, so we just don't meet anymore. This man, three days after his people deserting him, has them back in a room, forgiving him. You don't think he had feelings? You don't think he had thoughts? You don't think he had feelings like, who are these people? But you know what happened? You know how Jesus operated? His consistency outworked his feelings. I'm going to say that again. His consistency outworked his feelings. Now, I'm going to call a friend of mine up. His name's Anakin. Bro, come up here, mate. I went to school with this guy. And it, it just it just joys my heart every time I see him in the house. And this guy probably, if you can imagine Jesus, like he's Middle Eastern, he's got a beard. Like that's probably what Jesus looks like. All these images of blonde hair, blue eyes. Ah, that's not Jesus. That's probably Jesus, okay? All right. So we understand that in a relationship, there's two people. And we've built the foundation that Jesus is consistent. So in times where I feel like there's separation, if he's consistent, then the reasonable conclusion is that I'm the variable. In instances, in situations, in seasons of my life where I feel like I'm far from him, it's actually not him that has moved, but it's me. I want to show you something. You know, when we first find Jesus, I'm just with him and I'm consistently doing my things and I love him and I pray and I read my word. He's a nice hug. <laughs> and I read my word, okay, and I, I'm worshipping and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful and I'm grateful and I'm praising God. But you know what? I stopped doing the consistent things and all of a sudden, maybe I'm not reading as much and maybe I'm not being as thankful as I should be. And maybe I'm not praying as much, and maybe I'm not as encouraging as I should be. I just want to put a small disclaimer in here. You notice how his arms haven't changed? Because it doesn't matter how far I go, at any point I get, I can turn around, and his arms are still wide open to me. But what I want us to understand this morning is how is our consistency? How is our consistency? Am I here again? Because when I'm here, I'm not frustrated. Okay, I still have feelings. Okay, things still hurt. But I'm not frustrated. I'm not angry because I'm holding on here. But you know what? Hey, you know what? I don't need to go to church this week. I'm a bit tired. It's been a big weekend. I might not read this weekend. I might not pray this week. I might not listen to worship music. You know what? I used to be thankful and it was so great, but right now, you know, I'm not, I'm not thankful anymore. And I find myself in a place of fear, in a place of anxiety, in a place of I'm just too ashamed to go back. But I look back and his arms are open. And all I need to do is come back, come back because his arms are open. And what I want to talk to us this morning about, church, what I want us to take out of today. Thank you, man. What I want us to take out of today is that we need to keep that consistency, not for our salvation, not for our salvation, but to keep us from the frustration, to, to keep us from the anger, to keep us from the anxiety that the world is feeling right now. Thank you, Jesus. How good is Jesus, yeah? You know, consistency creates things. You know, consistency creates character. And you've heard this before from Pastor Richard, 
but I'm going to share it again because it's a bit closer to my home. So like I mentioned earlier, our family owned Toyota dealerships. My dad owns Toyota dealerships. And some people say to me, because conversations get there, where do you work, work family business, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. And the conversation goes, man, your, your dad must be so lucky to own five car dealerships. Lucky. Well, to be honest, I watched him for 15 years travel to the other side of town, six days a week, consistently putting in the hard work. Putting in the hard work day by day. And I'm sure he had days where he didn't feel like getting up and getting out there, but he did it. And now he's reaping the reward. So much so that Toyota, the brand itself, have said to him, hey, we want to give you a dealership. We want to give it to you because his consistency of showing up time and time again, regardless of how he felt, has now reaped reward. You know, consistency shapes things. I've got an amazing picture, not of my fate again, but I've got an amazing picture of something behind me. Does anyone know what that is? Shout it out if you know. The Grand Canyon. That is the Grand Canyon in America. And doesn't it look amazing just in a picture? I haven't been there. Anyone been there? Yeah, some people have been there. Is it as amazing as it looks? Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Do you know how that was created? That was not created by the world yawning, just opening up, and and a canyon appeared. You know, this river here is called the Colorado River. And the Grand Canyon was created by the consistent flow over years and years and years of the Colorado River. And years and years of erosion, years and years of movement by this river has caused this wonder to appear. You know, consistency might not be pretty. Consistency might not always be fun. Consistency might not be glamorous. But it produces Wonder. You know, there's a reason why we watch a race at the Olympics once every four years. That might go for 30 seconds for a minute. There's a reason we all tune in to watch the race. But you know what? We're not tuning in to watch that athlete get up at 4 a.m. to train because it's not glamorous. We're not tuning in to watch that athlete pick their diet as boring as it might be. We're not tuning in to watch the athlete do their weight sessions or do their recovery. But you know what? Without that consistency, there's no athlete on the number one spot on the podium that we all celebrate and think, how good is that? You know, consistency might not always be fun. It might not always be enjoyable. But we need it to, to, to experience the goodness that comes of it. You know, consistency sets the tone for God to move. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. There's weeks I don't feel like coming to church. It might have been a big week. It might have been busy. Something might have disappointed me. And I don't feel like being here. But you know what? I've got two little eyes, two sets of little eyes watching me. 
And you know what? I want them to see that mum and dad came and honoured the house of God consistently because I want to see the reward in their lives. What hope do they have if I rock up once every six weeks and I don't make it a priority? And you know what? Like I said, I don't always feel like coming. But my consistency needs to outwork my feelings so I can reap the rewards in those future generations. Can we just all stand up for a second? Like I said, consistency sets the tone for God to move. And this isn't a guilt trip on anybody. This isn't a confession session this morning. Not here to, we're not here to measure up against each other to how far away or to mind the gap between where we are. That's not what this is about. But this morning, I just wonder if we can take stock in our own personal lives, allow Holy Spirit to talk to us now as we're about to go into a time of, of ministry. If we can go into that time considering what areas in my life have maybe I let that consistency just go. Maybe when I used to be thankful, maybe I'm not so thankful anymore. Maybe I'm disappointed because the thing that I've been praying constantly for, I'm not seeing the results yet. I get it. I get it. I'm in that situation and I can't talk about it because I'll be a mess. But I'm in that situation too. Something I'm praying for. Not seeing the answers. But I, I just know that I've just got to keep there. I've just got to stay there. Just got to grind it out. I've just got to be consistent because if I give up, it's no chance. If the athlete gives up on the recovery and the diet and the training, there's no chance of being on the podium. So I've got to keep going. Church, you've got to keep going. You've got to be consistent. Doesn't matter how far, turn around. Today's the day we make a stand. We say, no, I'm going back to reading my word. I'm going back to praying. I'm going back to being thankful. I'm going back to being grateful. Hi, I'm Richard Gabaki and pastor of Lifehouse Church. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to this message and I hope and pray that you feel that it's added value to your life. My greatest desire is to see people develop a personal relationship with Jesus, which can begin by praying a very simple prayer. I'm going to pray that prayer right now. And if you'd like to begin that relationship, you can just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I choose you as my only hope of being forgiven. Please come into my life and let me begin a relationship with you that will last for all eternity. If you've prayed that prayer, we would love to know about it and celebrate your fantastic decision. You can do that by sending an email to mydecision at lifehouse.com.au. We look forward to hearing from you.